0: Before we start, I would like to draw your attention to my weekly email newsletter, Friday Focus. Each Friday, I focus on one topic with one action arising. The link to sign up is in the show notes or head over to amyrolinson.com and sign up right now. Today on Focus on Why, I am joined by Wafa Powell. Welcome. Hi, how are you, Amy? I'm really well, thank you. And we have the Lovely Caroline Kavanagh from episode 320, Grow Your Comfort Zone, to thank for the introduction. So, thank you, Caroline. I mean, she's a good friend of mine. Fabulous. Well, this is how it works. I get so many people apply to come on the show, but if I have a recommendation, they tend to go to top of the list. So, here we are, Waffer. Here is your focus on why episode today. Thank you. So, tell me, what is it you're focusing on right at the moment? Actually, uh, it's very big
1: question i don't think it's just as simple as one thing because my although my focus is on food i'm not nutritionist so i can't claim to do the science although i know i love to eat and i love to cook but uh, i also have grown up where in a culture where food is at the heart of everything we do so i I have seen the result of it so my focus also is always on the food but also on the social power of food i would say so that seemed to be whatever i do comes back to that uh as you m- might be aware uh, my business have two hats the belly dancing and the food lebanese food because i'm lebanese and When people ask me, what do you want to focus on or what you're focusing focusing on, it always makes me laugh because when I say I'm focusing on belly dancing at the moment, all my inquiries and business booking comes on food. I say, okay, I'm focusing on food now. Then all the inquiries come about belly dancing. So I thought, you know what? I will go with the flow. My focus is wherever I can be with people, bringing joy to people, and at the same time, actually, that will bring joy to me. And it just seemed to work as simple as that. So that's my focus, bringing joy to people through the means of eating healthy, fresh, simple food and sharing it. And those, I would say, are the, the two pillars
0: of, my, of what I do. Oh my goodness. Uh, it's so exciting. So food at the heart and having the social power of food. Tell me a bit more about the social power of food.
1: You see, I life life taught me uh, through life experiences and challenges. As I was growing up, I am from Lebanon. Uh, I grew up and and I lived 20 years of four. And then I left uh, to South Africa where I met my husband, lived a few years, came back to England. So I have been hopping through totally different cultures. And of course, there's lots of challenges to what seems like an ideal way of living, you know, from a country to a country, getting married and whatever. It was very challenging time of my life, plus coming out just of 20 years of four. And... There is something about people gathering around food that grounds us as a human, makes us feel we belong, makes us all equal. And so it is a great belief in, in my heart, in my life, in my everyday life, that food brings people together. And I think it's the weapon we really need to use now to to cure humanity, because I think we are in a, quite a difficult time as a human we are struggling on all levels as a human humanity all and i think food the simple food which we all need is something we need to survive but just sharing it taking it a little bit beyond just for the body makes all the difference to our personal life and to our community
0: Now, food is is quite a a big issue because of the way that food has evolved over the last few sort of decades. And if you look at the high levels of sugar content of processed food, now you're talking about food that you make from scratch with your hands.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, I repeat, I'm not a nutritionist, so the science is for those nutritionists. But I believe I grew up in Whatever your body can cope with, it's good. I don't believe in superfood. Whatever people tell me, because what a, all food is super, and we need a big variety. So my belief in when it comes to good food, to healthy food, is fresh food cooked from scratch shared and enjoyed so if you don't like aubergine well you can live without eating aubergine so nobody have to eat what they don't like to eat well we have to be mindful of eating different source of nutrient nutrients so that's my own belief which i lived by i observed all my life and we never none of my family or anyone i know have an allergy or anything i think that's another maybe not politically correct um term for food i think we're making it very complicated we're making it attached to lots of guilt which i think take the pleasure of food food need to be a pleasure need to be something we enjoy we gather around we share and i believe that the benefit will outweigh if we have wheat or if we have dairy or whatever
0: so let's move on to your other pillar in life so from one type of the belly to the other type of the belly, tell me about how belly dancing has become something that you are using in your work. Well,
1: I will. Uh, before I, reply, I answer your question, um, my motto in my business, and my, I always say, introduce myself, I fill your belly with Lebanese food and I wobble it with belly dancing. Well, belly dancing is something I grew up with, and it's a cultural thing. It's what women do, and men do also in social occasions. So it's the whole family, the whole community, but particularly it's a women woman dance. I always danced. I grew up doing it like I did at home. I never had a stage background, if you want, with the belly dancing. It's something you love to do, always did. Family, friends, we see it on TV. I never been to a course even until I finished my... Qualification at uni before in my growing up days, there were no courses for it. So it's something I just love to do. And when I came to England and I trained, um, I decided what I want to do as a business is um, counseling. I decided I'm going to be a counselor. I love people. I like to help. My background is sociology and psychology and teaching. So I thought that will lead to all of that. To pay for the course, I started running belly dance classes which to my surprise took off and it became more therapeutic and more fun than the counselling. So that's my destiny changed. (laughs) Life changed my path. And that's how I started running classes. And after that, I was invited to join the WIs speakers. So I've been, I can say easily, if not to all, to most WIs in Wiltshire and Somerset, uh, and sometimes I'm invited three, four times to the same group. And then, so from this, uh, this group, sort of local groups, invited me to do a parties. party. So I thought, oh, that's a good idea. I'll do hemp parties as a business. And somebody invited me f- to cook for their birthday. So yeah, and so that's what it is. So I'm belly dancing. Uh, it's, part, it's part of the joy we need. We need to move. It's the music that comes with it. I think it's a natural thing we do as a human, basic. That's one of those basic things. But there is something about dancing that lifts the spirit. And belly dancing lift particularly reaches women's spirit more than any other dance. Plus the health, uh, I don't know, are you aware why started belly dancing? Do you know why belly? Most people have the wrong idea about it. Do you have an idea?
0: No. Other than my research on on looking on Wikipedia, which I, you know, I'd love to hear your version. (laughs) Yeah. Well, most people
1: think it's to entertain men. So I always say, if you have a nice man, entertain him. Why not? Well, uh, what you do in your own space is totally up to you. Actually, belly dancing originated to help women with their period pain and birth pain. And it developed into entertaining women, to entertain women themselves. So it's as women when they gathered. It was one of the old, for, oldest form of hemp parties. So when when woman was getting married, the whole family will gather and the girls certainly, and they prepare her and they have fun and they dance. And, but then as it developed, because it's over 2,000 years old form of dance, as it developed, they found the benefit of it is not just to the sort of related to birth and period uh, it also uh, it lifted the spirit it helped express emotions that are difficult to express but in my experience the best thing belly dancing gave me and gave the ladies who come to my class is the body confidence and so as women so we can accept ourselves as we are whatever size shape and age in my class, I've got two ladies who are in their eighties. I can't tell you they're amazing. So, so yeah, it's it's just it's something. It's a whole world in its own right.
0: It is really incredible, and I love the energy that you have. And you 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 say you lift the spirit. Well, you're lifting the spirit with your work and and your purpose because this is just such a a, a beautiful way of celebrating social and social coming together of of women and but also mixed groups here what we're talking about is really quite a primal movement here and as you said it was it was for the benefits of of the female body originally absolutely i was listening to a podcast yesterday and they were talking about how they don't like to the doctor or the professor who was speaking doesn't like to use the word exercise because a lot of people then you think of sport, but instead he was describing it as movement. And again, that word has been something you've you've brought forward here is just moving your body and how important it is. We're not meant to be sedentary and our lives have become so much more sedentary. And with that, the the shift in the way that we eat as well, as opposed to coming together. A lot of people are on the move, or they're eating alone. So what you're doing is bringing people together in two incredible ways.
1: I like I like to to think so, and the feedback tells me. You know, I, I'm always asking for feedback because I believe we always learn. Uh, maybe I've been lucky, or uh, the response. I I in the 18 years I've been doing the dancing, first and 10, 10 years food and dance. Uh, I would say I only. I had two customers who had something to say, uh, that, you know, I wouldn't say was like dancing on the roof for me, but in, in the numbers of people I fed and I danced with, and I had them to celebrate birthdays, hand parties, dinner parties, team building, you name it. Um, I think two in those thousands and thousands and thousands, I'm happy to take the feedback.
0: So, yeah, in general, that's what I bring. So tell me Wafa, this, this, is what you're doing now how has this become what it is what what was your journey to understanding that movement and food was your purpose and your focus on why
1: well i i believe it was part of me before i understood it i was always energetic uh i was the only one in the family i could not stay still Uh, i'm the youngest of seven so i was a shock to everyone's system um and my mom couldn't just bless her cope you know I'm just like on the move all the time so that's I've been lucky to have this level of energy food is um, what I grew up with and that's what I promote what my mom who couldn't read and write, um cooked with all her love because that was how she showed her love so giving her the cooking all her attention she never complained about having to cook. She waited by the saucepan until it's all done and ready. And although all the culture we eat very similar, her food tasted very different. So, and I, you know, I I think I grew up with those two things were innate. I love to eat. Uh, That's something I really, I'll tell you, most people think because I talk about food and you know healthy food i love cakes just give me cakes all comes out of the window there is (laughs) there is no (laughs) no doubt about it so those two things were never on my radar as way of work or potential business my one thing i never wanted to do in my life as i was growing up i never wanted to be a teacher but as life has its own way i end up a teacher for 14 years and that's you know it was one of the things available in the war, and I did it. That's in Lebanon. Then I, um, as when I finished my degree, master degree in sociology, I had the opportunity to work with the Lebanese university on filling um, questionnaires to and analyzing them to see where the country is. So that was also dealing with people. So both both works I've done were dealing with people, but I. I didn't want to do the teaching, but I did it because it was what is there, and I I enjoyed it, and I like to think I did a good job. Anyway, so uh, after that, I went on holiday, met my husband, didn't work until the children went to school, the young one. Then I had to think and decide what I would uh, what I want to do. Didn't want to go to anything I've done before. Counseling came in my mind. I trained. I loved it. Uh, it I gained personally. I would say, the best learning of my life, the awareness, the the ability to be aware of what I do and other people do and how it affects our life. So that was, I would say, the biggest learning and qualification I ever had. And I apply it in my days today. Uh, as I said, I found the food and the dancing is more therapeutic, more joyful. And it. so, yeah, the business is a result of life, Life, I would say, um, opportunities that I got
0: hold of and ran with. But you said you never wanted to be a teacher. What was your real desire not to be? Why?
1: I think maybe because I was surrounded by teachers. I didn't know what else I wanted to do. I really never knew what I wanted to do. All I knew, um, what I wanted, I wanted to be surrounded by people always. So that's something. The only thing I knew. That's hence sociology. I thought that is my way into wider knowledge about human in general, with everything, and it did open the door to me to to work with people. But um, as I said, it seems to me like, tell you one thing very very interesting and exciting in a way. My my the thesis for my master degree was about Lebanese women marrying or Lebanese man marrying. Foreigner's women so it's not Arabic woman and I end up marrying an Englishman who knew so all that life I find whatever happened seemed to be leading without me knowing or wishing but I certainly took the opportunity I would say.
0: yeah and so that holiday in South Africa almost not ever going home <laughs> well I didn't actually
1: I didn't and we were in we were in the, we were in the national media because uh, we between meeting and getting married was less than a month 27
0: years ago wow (laughs) so you see I don't plan (laughs) how did you find yourself in the media did you you let them know that that was the plan I mean how did they know (laughs) no I I
1: I network a lot I love people so I'm I'm always talking to anyone who can listen to me I love talking I love people I just so I network a lot. And actually, how did this one come come by? I can't remember. There is another one coming up on the 5th of September about belly dancing in Bella magazine. But uh, I can't remember even which magazine. I was in the first one. But <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's word of mouth and people heard my story. And then,
0: yeah, so le- less than a month. And you were fairly young at the time, I assume. You, no, 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 no. I was
1: thirty-five, and Dave
0: was thirty-seven. Wow. Okay. Right there we go. <laughs> so I was. I'm just looking at you, Waffer, and thinking, my goodness, you look amazing. So uh-huh. for those who can't hear, uh, the math doesn't make sense, but just go with the math. Go 62, with the story. <laughs> I'm, 62, I'm sixty-two, and I, I'm I'm loving it. <laughs> So this is, this is really interesting because the movement and the food clearly is doing a lot for the way that you are living, the way you're, you're approaching everything in life.
1: Yeah. I, I, I feel there is a lot of, Lots about modern life I'm not very keen on. There is, you know, life, society change, life change, we're progressing at a speed, unbelievable. And we as a human haven't progressed enough to cope peacefully with all this fast change. And I think, um, I like to think I am trying to be a little bit more in control in not following trends just because they are sold to me. And I mentioned that in my TEDx talk, I did TEDx talk nearly a year ago. And that—that um, that is, I think we have as a human have to take responsibility for the food is important. Uh, I buy a, a, a takeaway sometimes. I don't eat uh, ready meals, nor none of my family. And I think that is a big, big downfall in our humanity when it comes to food. Um, so the food is important, the movements are important, but I think simplicity has a lot to also to, we need to think think more about it louder. We don't have to sell, to buy everything sold to us as a material thing or as a concept. Um, so I think that's this pressure put on us. Um, well, we put on ourselves. We put on ourselves to, to do everything going. And I think I invest my time more in, in making strong connections. I have friends. When I want to invite friends, I can't remember all of them because I've got so many of them. And it's, it's what makes my life um, grounded, safe relaxed even when I just want to tear my hair out and g- cry I always got somebody I'm always ready for someone who to knock at my door for so I invest my time and my energy in people instead of material things don't get me wrong I've gone on holiday and I've got a house and I've got a cars I'm not living in the in the wild way but keeping a lid on how I'm ch- what I'm chasing I think we need to take control of that really
0: Tell me a bit more about the control. I, I, we as a human follow trends.
1: It, we always, we always do because we want to fit in. We want to be accepted. We want to be one of the crowd. And what I observe lately that most of those trends, because they're fast, because most of them, they're unnatural. They, you know, they go beyond our basic human need. And we do we do follow, we do just follow blindly. Even people, highly educated people, I find they just do it because it's there, because we can. Um, so I think it is uh, that that really not serving us as a human, hence the stress, the anxiety, the loneliness, the mental health e- explosion, really. Uh, is just look back at the history when people were more together, lots of our problem didn't exist. When people ate fresher, they didn't have this health problem. When they gathered um, more often, they, they didn't have all this loneliness, anxiety, stress, um, uh, suicide, you name it. It was always there, but it, the, the scale of it is gone out of control. And I think, you know, we can say the government should do something, whoever it controlled the world and bring stuff every time, you open your eyes, there is a new gadget, a new thing we have to have, a new makeup we have to have, a new clothes, you name it. Um, and I think we can't keep blaming everyone. We have, let's see, I need technology because I'm talking to you. I could have not without it. I've got family all over the world. I'm talking to, I'm seeing them. I'm grateful for that. But then there is things we don't necessarily need or we don't need as much of, so. That's why I think we need to take responsibility as people to to control that aspect of our life and focus on what serves us better, which is being investing in our human relationships.
0: And you spoke earlier about your your mum and how she would spend ages cooking and providing and that it was absolutely her love language to to be that provider to to be the 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 gift or gift was her, probably her love language in in giving and receiving gifts which is incredible or maybe if it was it was acts of service in, in terms of having that requirement of of knowing her purpose in in the world now what what is it that you are looking to achieve with your combination of food and movement what's the mission
1: i would love i would i don't believe i can save the world and that's not my mission i'm not i'm not aiming for the world i'm aiming for a little community around me so the way i see it my family my friends next door I'm, i'm not i have a fear of strangers believed or not but anybody i have a familiar face is my friend as simple as that and I've got a lot of friends, as I just mentioned, and in an all level of friendship. And I invest in that. I convince people that they can knock at my door without three months looking in the diary to meet up for a coffee. I uh, And some, they do, they knock at the door. If I'm in, they come in. And most of the time, Amy, they make my coffee because I'm busy doing something else. So they make their drink and they make me one, by the way. So creating this ease of connection between us uh, and I don't believe it's always about me and everybody we seem to focus a lot it's all about me what I need, mean, what I need what I want why and that is separating us a lot and I think we need a little bit of uh, tolerance back into our and I think a bit of simpler life we're human at the end our basic needs are will never change Since humanity existed till now, will till whenever, the more we go away from them or make those extra things more complicated, our life is more miserable for it. So what I I aim to do and what I love to think I'm doing, I'm bringing the joy of simpler life without going living uh, in the wild, you know? I don't want to go live in a tent, but there is somewhere in
0: between. And you just mentioned that you've got a fear of strangers, and yet you love networking. How does how does that work? Because they seem to me as though they're in conflict.
1: Well, it, we are complex humans. Anyway, we're very complicated. But I mean, stranger, stranger. But I walk into a room, and actually, I am known in networking circles that if somebody comes new on their own, I bring them in. I, I just love people naturally. But then, when you go networking, you are in a contained situation, so I don't expect to have a killer there or somebody who's going to come and frighten me. You know what I mean? So there is the sense of crowd and groups, and that I well, actually, you know, well, I never thought about it. But then now, as we talk, I think why I feel so strong and comfortable and loud, and everybody knows I'm there because I talk to everyone. Maybe because there is some safety in groups, in 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 the connection, in knowing where you are. So I, I don't I don't think about it before. So.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, anybody coming out of living in war conflict for twenty years is going to have some kind of of fear of something, and absolutely, you know, not knowing people and not knowing who they are would make sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But as you as going to a network event is a very different environment, of course. Yeah and, and a safe environment. But you you were talking about that sense of belonging and having lived in different countries, the difference between fitting in and belonging for you right now is at the core of your work.
1: It took me five when we can in South Africa it was difficult. Uh, I didn't know a soul and it's too scary to go out so you can't just go out. So I didn't do anything. Four years I was just like locked in. Uh, I had the children, my daughter and things like this but when we came to England that's where I knew that's where we're going to live because that wasn't planned already. It was a I wouldn't say quick decision but it wasn't, decision, wasn't when we First, when I got married. So it just happened. And we decided we're going to move because Dave is from England. And uh, so we did. But I knew on a subconscious level that that's where I'm going to live. So I needed to make it home. So I am, you know, when you come into a new place, you can't expect people to run to you. Sometimes it happens, but in general, it's one's personal responsibility to to make it home. And to me, to make it home is to know people. And it took me a few years because, of course, I come from a different culture where everybody talk to everybody, everybody invite everybody. And so I did that here. It didn't work very well, I have to say. For a few years, people were lovely, but very, very distant. And it took about until I started my dance classes, when I started to make friends, And the first time I felt like, you know what, I made it, I am home, is when I walked in Tesco's and somebody said hello to me. And that took years, but I worked hard in those years. I I didn't sit, waited for the world to come to me. Every opportunity to invite people, to talk to anybody. uh, I'm sure I confused people a lot. Actually, I did frighten some of them, because I heard later on from some of who became my friend, they said, what does she want from us? Why she's inviting us all the time. So (laughs) I'm the spirit for people. That's all it is. (laughs) But they're all my
0: friends now. I love it. Oh, it's brilliant. Well, tell me, how would people get in contact with you and, and find out more about what you're offering? I am,
1: I network a lot. So
0: I know lots of people face to face. I am on Facebook and
1: Just a warning word about Facebook. I opened the page by mistake, and I don't know how to close it. So if you see my Facebook, one with a red top, don't don't follow me on this one. The one with an apron, and it says Dancing Flavors. That's the name of my business. So white um, apron with Dancing Flavors, that's the right page for my Facebook. I've got a business page called Dancing Flavors on Facebook. I am on Instagram dancing underscore flavors full of pictures of hemp parties and birthday parties and even my garden and fig trees and you name it and i'm also on linkedin and i have my website that is all the w's with dot
0: <laughs> Oh, magic. I I love that you've opened a page on Facebook. Who knows how Facebook works? Uh, it's it a it's a mystery I, to me too. <laughs>
1: I just do it. You know what? I do it. I, I I just do what I love to do. What I think it comes to me. So, uh, and it it is what it is. As simple as that. I like to share if it's something nice, something uh, somebody said, some, some, you know, recipes. Sometimes I just like courgette season. If you look on my page now, you've got a recipe for courgette. Because everybody's struggling with courgette at the moment.
0: Wow, before they turn into marrows as well. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, um, Dancing Flavors, how did that get the name that it it has? That is, I'm grateful for that, for my niece. Uh, For
1: years, I didn't, couldn't get what I want to call my business. So I was waffa belly dancing, waffa Lebanese food, waffa catering. And I thought, nah, you know. So my niece, who is very, very creative, and she, she has a lot of me in her. So everybody who knows her, she knows. Uh, and I said to her, come on, I don't know what name. And she said, Dancing Flavors. And that was it. Brilliant. So it's all come to my niece who gave me the name. And it's actually, lots of people like like it because
0: it's very, it says what's on the tin, in the tin. Absolutely. It really does. It's fabulous. And Wafa, it has been an absolute pleasure talking about your Dancing Flavors, your focus on why it really has. Thank you. Have you got some final words for the listener, please?
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm feeling very wise at the moment and big headed, but as sort of, my word is or my simple thing to, to share is please, please, please invest in people, not in in money in acquiring materialistic things. When all the things go wrong and down, it's only human who will save us human. So invest your time in making friends, in inviting people around. Open your heart, open your home, share even a biscuit. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, uh, whatever. And uh, Just open your heart and your home and then make space for other human in your life because that's the only thing that will save us
0: as a human. How has this conversation had an impact on you? What value have you received from tuning in? What are your reflections with actions? Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, Focus on Why.